From tarot cards to energy readings, Dory and Samantha Stevenson promise their clients good fortune and happiness. Sadly, that's not what they received. Stay tuned to hear how these two self-proclaimed psychics convince their clients to give up their possessions for potential prosperity. I'm Courtney Green. I'm Katie Reeves. And I'm Ezra Coopersmith. And this is Swindled and Psyched, the podcast where we explore some of the most successful scammers and hustlers in history, talk about why they worked, how they're still working, and what you can do to make sure you don't fall for them. This podcast is brought to you by Better Business Bureau, Great West and Pacific. The BBB has helped consumers find trustworthy businesses for over 100 years. With resources like Scam Tracker and online business records, finding trust in the marketplace is easier than ever. Visit BBB.org for more information. The opinions expressed on this podcast are our own and do not represent the opinions of Better Business Bureau, Great West and Pacific. All right, psychics. Do we want to talk about why Better Business Bureau does not accredit psychics? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to <laughs> say anything to offend people. Well, not that no, it's and there, it's. I mean, beliefs aside, um, essentially, why we don't uh, accredit. Uh, psychics specifically is because there's no real like certifications um there's not licensing or licensing yeah i mean you might be certified (laughs) a certified psychic but uh yeah licensing and that kind of stuff the things that we check for that's why we can't there's also there's also no real way for us to to judge spirituality any better than the person paying for it can you know like if you go to a roofer and pay them and then they don't do your roof that's some pretty straightforward criteria but you know bbb is is really as bad as anyone else is at judging whether or not your psychic actually did the job well (laughs) no that's that's very true i mean we also don't like accredit churches or anything it's not like no I mean, anything really that is a faith-based organization or business, we can't accredit. So, now, those complaints would be interesting. (laughs) Could you imagine if we were, if we accepted complaints where people could submit them against their church? Honestly, uh, it sounds fascinating, but... All right, so let's talk about Dorian Samantha Stevenson. So, um... Essentially, this story took place a couple of years ago, and it uh, it has a lot of it's it's not so much a story like how we'll be discussing stories moving forward. It's more of just a here's what happened, um, which I guess can be considered a story, but it's definitely not as in depth as some of the stuff we'll talk about later in in the episodes. So. In October of 2018, Dory Stevenson, also known as Medina, a 32-year-old self-proclaimed psychic, was arrested in her basement business in Ontario, Canada, on charges of extortion, fraud, and witchcraft. Dory was said to have swindled nearly 60,000 Canadian dollars, so about uh, 46,000 American dollars, uh, 
out of just one of her clients. She had a reputation for telling her clients to buy expensive things like phones, jewelry, and other goods and hand them over to her for quote-unquote blessings. Sure. But of course. As you do. As one does. But of course, most of those uh, clients never had their goods returned to them. That is so shocking. Right? <sighs> I mean... Katie well, doesn't no. look surprised for I know. those who can see her. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't look surprised, but I also don't want it to sound like, oh, these people are so dumb. How could they have let that happen? My guess is right. she didn't ask for that on the first reading. It was probably right. after she gained their trust, you know. Right. And I'm excited to hear a little bit more about, like, the psychology of why people go to psychics. Um, but, Yeah. So Dory had put together a pretty legitimate looking site where she advertised a wide variety of readings like tarot, energy, and crystal readings. Um, they were about 57 U.S. dollars or 75 Canadian dollars for one reading and 99 U.S. dollars or 130 Canadian dollars for two readings. She even offered gift certificates. Um, okay. And okay. That seems legit. It Honestly. seems legit. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's what's so hard is, you know, even if someone doesn't have the most professional website, mm -hmm. still, though, I mean, anyone can have a website at that point. Right. So if you're using that as your marker for should I partner with this business? Right. And I mean, it's hard when people are struggling because her website claimed to help with matters of love, lovers reunion, family court cases, health, business, and so on. So they're obviously things Hang on. that <laughs> they're things that you know, if someone's struggling with something they're and they're gonna seek help, it's it's easy to get kind of sucked in. But it looked pretty legitimate. And according to Milton Police, which is the local de police department in Ontario, Canada, uh, that's how she got most of her clients. And her website read, through any reading of the palm, tarot cards, crystal, face, life, or energy readings, I will answer all of your heart's questions with one single question, guaranteed. But as we always tell people, look for the misspellings and grammar mistakes on these sites. When she said, I will answer all of your heart's questions, it was H-A-R-T apostrophe S. So I'm no psychic. I don't speak psychic language. Um, I don't know if that is, you know, a specific card or something in a tarot deck or I don't know. But I do know that is not spelled correctly if we're talking about the anatomical correct heart. <laughs> The other red flag to me here is like, I, I mean, I'm not going to judge anybody for going to a psychic. Like, no! In some context, it seems like a good experience. And, you know, you might get what you pay for. But to me, there it does cross a bit of a line when somebody purports to be able to solve all of these problems that they're not necessarily qualified to solve. So, you know, not predatory. Mm -hmm. to, I'm going to read your palm and tell you about your future or, or even like give you some, you know, comforting life advice. But when it gets to the point of saying, Hey, you don't need to go to a, a you know, a couples counselor because like, Hey, I can do that too for 50 bucks 
or um, you know, I'm I can do I can do your mental not do your mental health, but I can I can help you solve your mental health. <laughs> you don't need a therapist. Come on. Yeah. So like to me, that's where it gets to be. It, it kind of borders on predatory. But you're right. We wade into this space where it's like, well, what? You know, we live in a, in a free market where if people are willing to pay for something. What's wrong? I do also wonder if psychic readings like shot through the roof during the pandemic. Listen, because I that purchased was a really vulnerable time. It still is. We're still in it. Oh yeah, we're still in it. <laughs> we're still in it. I was gonna say I purchased Oracle cards during this pandemic. So listen, yeah. I'll I'll just say as someone willing to tap into almost anything at this point. <laughs> Well, in an unrelated but still related story, um, Samantha Stevenson, no relation, even though Dory Stevenson was a first uh, psychic, but Samantha Stevenson, 27, was arrested on charges of pretending to practice witchcraft, fraud, possession of property obtained by crime the same year, like four towns over. Hmm. So, I wonder if one got the idea from the other, do you think? I I don't know. I apparently from all the research that I did, there wasn't a relation. Like any connect oh, okay. There wasn't just... a connection at all. They like didn't know each other. It was just I don't I don't know. What but it's something was... about Canada. It's cold, it's dark. <laughs> I don't think this know? says <laughs> anything about Canada. It probably <laughs> happens in the US a lot as it's well. True. This could but... What do you mean? The US, the US having scams? <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't know but what she, you're talking about. She was doing the exact same thing that Dory Stevenson was doing, but on a way bigger scale. So Samantha Stevenson posed as a psychic under the name of Ivana Lopez. Um, and York Regional Police, her local police station, uh, said that over time she swindled more than 600,000 from one of her clients. So one client lost all that money. And... According to the press release they sent out in October of 2018, it was a 67-year-old man who thought he was slowly paying off an evil spirit blessing. So Samantha allegedly told the man that in order to ward off evil spirits in his home, he had to follow a series of steps. And those steps included the client uh, needed to sell his house, transfer her the money, give her $6,000 in cash to burn and for him to sell his car. So essentially get rid of all your worldly possessions, hand over all your money. Uh, to me the, specifically. To, yeah, to her specifically <laughs> in that it would, she would bless it somehow and it would be returned sure. to him. So police said that it was a year long investigation on Samantha when the family's Uh, or the man's family reported elder abuse by October of 2018. She had, or they had enough evidence to charge her just a week after Dory on witchcraft, fraud and extortion. So this was a huge catalyst in changing the witchcraft laws in Canada since the late 1800s, witchcraft laws hadn't really changed very much. Canadian law had previously stated that being a witch was a punishable offense And in the 1900s, the law changed where being a witch wasn't punishable, 
by law, but faking witchcraft in order to deceive or extort others was against the law. Um, Apparently, convictions under this 365 law are pretty uncommon in Canada, and a lot of times charges get dropped if restitution is paid. Like in 2003, a man claimed he was selling blood-stained eggs, black hole, and worms for various curses. He ended up swindling nearly $23,000. Or a Toronto woman in 2009 who pleaded guilty to four accounts of fraud because she had convinced a lawyer, not that that plays any role into it, but she convinced a lawyer to hand over tens of thousands of dollars by asserting that she was the manifestation of his dead sister. So over the last 10 years, there were several debates during government campaigns whether or not to remove this bill and other quote-unquote zombie laws or outdated laws that seemed obsolete or now unconstitutional. On December 13th of 2008, just after Dory and Samantha Stevenson were convicted, Canadian law changed uh, to not include witchcraft, but instead identify cases like this as fraud. So those are the oh. quick quick stories. So is it the, the last the last witch trial of Canada? Uh, yeah, it's basically the last Canadian witch trial. Well, well. So they will all all witchy Canadian um, fraud will be now just just fraud as fraud. No, so I have several thoughts on this. Um, Tell I mean, me your number thoughts, one. Ezra. Well, okay, number one, I mentioned like I think I said a few minutes ago that there's definitely a, a like a blurry line between a service that's a little bit wacky, but people are willing to pay for it, and they. You know, they they really know what they're they're getting between that and something that is predatory. But, you know, some of these, no matter where that line falls, clearly cross that line. Like if you're getting somebody to sell their house because they think that you hold these supernatural powers, like I don't even think that warrants a discussion as to whether like, well, maybe, maybe. No, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um I think most of us would would agree with that, but but that just it shows the power that some people have just through confidence and the way that they present themselves to just get other people to do extraordinary things. Six hundred thousand dollars is. I mean, that's... I mean, unfortunately, she picked the right target. I mean, she she and that she probably ha- i wouldn't be surprised if cuz again i highly doubt this is the first time that these women have tried this and it happened to be oh the first person i picked as a target just happened to i think have mental illness and is handing over $600,000 to me uh so unfortunately i mean i completely agree Ezra this seems absolutely predatory this person probably saw uh I mean, particularly talking about the 67-year-old who lost over half a million dollars. Um, Yeah, I I, I look at that as you were clearly looking to, yeah, take advantage of someone. Get as much money as you can. Doesn't matter truly what happens to the individual. Right. It reminds me of the 
phrase. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is why <laughs> yeah, it's like someone has to go in and ruin it. Well, and you have to imagine that, like, people who get into witchcraft for the right reasons or, you know, enjoy that, I don't even know. Or use it as a religion. Yeah, use it as a religion or into to witchcraft as a hobby have got to be thinking, like, this gives all of us witches a bad name. Like, there are now an area of law. I guess I want to make sure... I mean, I want to make sure that we're... Well, I guess I don't know how big the distinguishing factors are between someone who considers themselves a witch or Wiccan and someone who self-identifies as a psychic. Um, There's a lot I do not know about this subject. (laughs) But tell us, Katie, why people fall for these. What's the psych behind this? Well... We know the swindle. Tell us the psych. Yeah. So it's not very surprising that people fall for scams in general it's just not hard to trick people really and and that's not to say that oh it's because humans are just we're not very intelligent that's not it it's just that the same things that were that could be used to manipulate us 200 years ago will very likely still work now because mm-hmm. who we are as people at our core biologically that hasn't changed a whole lot because that that takes a lot of time to do and so when we talk about scams current or in the past a lot of the psychology is just the same because i mean of course technology environment so many things have changed there are things though that still apply that we'll just continue seeing throughout human history so for this particular episode there were two things i wanted to focus on one is a study done by david gragg he did a study called a multi-level defense against social engineering so this is specifically looking at how people are essentially engineering behavior to get information from others and to generate these really strong connections in order, again, like Ezra was talking about, it's not for a kind reason. It's with the purpose of getting something from another individual. So social engineering, you can look at that whether it's people online with a romance scam trying to get information or it could be in this circumstance where you have an individual who is trying to establish a very strong connection again in order to get something out of them and so David Gregg was looking at specific psychological triggers that are used with social engineering one I wanted to bring up is strong affect so this is a trigger that uses a heightened emotional state to enable the hacker. In this study, he's, he's referring to the perpetrator as a hacker, like if they were online trying to hack your information. Mm-hmm. So to get away with more than what would be reasonable. So when you are in a heightened state, positive or negative it can be that you're really excited about something an upcoming trip or buying a car i mean i've been guilty of overlooking certain things or red flags because i'm just wanting to get the car or the thing that i'm really excited about the other is true if you're in a space of anxiety grief 
trauma, which it sounds like that's who they were more targeting. I mean, even with the when you briefly briefly mentioned the person who tricked that lawyer, which you're right, it's not that right. piece of it's not really relevant um, to, you know, because she was able to play on the emotion of I'm your dead sister. Right. Back to life. Right. So again, the, using that heightened emotion to get away with more than you normally would. Crossing lines that people would normally immediately, that would cause a red flag to pop up and they would say something. But you're just more in a vulnerable spot when you are in a heightened emotional state. There's also, if you're overloading an individual with information, that's why when you hear people talking so fast in commercials, they're talking about blah, 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 the because it's... We are a lot less like, or we're a lot more likely to miss something, to not question something if we're being overloaded with information. You mean like the onboarding process of every job ever? Exactly. Basically, drink exactly. from a fire hose. Exactly. They're like, oh, and sign this employee handbook that I know you here, haven't read. Yeah, just turning on that fire hose. Here, just drink, have a nice calming drink of water uh, from this cannon. Yeah. So, so exactly. So same thing where it's just a sensory overload, emotional overload. And we're we're not we don't have that ability nearly as well to distinguish when something is a red flag. And we're also looking at building again, building a relationship with the person with the intention of exploiting another person. And I also wanted to touch on authority because this is a really big one. And I'm not just saying authority in the sense that someone wears a uniform, you know, a police officer or a doctor, although those are huge levels of authority in our society that we are supposed to go with essentially and not question what they have to say. And now I'm not saying that this is exactly what was happening with those individuals who were using, you know, saying they were psychics, but exploiting individuals. The second thing I wanted to bring up is a study that was done in 1993. I know it's not super current. And this was done by Robert uh, Seal. Hopefully I get this correct, you guys. Cialdini. I hope I got that correct. So Robert... Cialdini, again, I may be butchering it, and we'll put a link to it in the in the show notes. So he wanted to illustrate how powerful an authority figure can be, even when to people who are experts in their fields. He did a study, again, 1993, where 22 separate nursing stations were contacted, and this researcher identified himself as a doctor. And, and I don't know exactly what last name he used, but he used one that was not familiar at that hospital on purpose. He wanted to be someone, a name they would not recognize. And so he would call in to the nursing station, prescribe a dangerous dosage of medicine, and then wanted to see what would happen. How many of these individuals would catch where the red flags were and how many would oversee those red flags or overlook them to continue and give that dose. Now, even if they were going to give the dose, no one died. They didn't actually give a fatal dose to anybody. Um, so, But what ended up happening is 
a very large percentage of the nurses ended up following through with the orders and there should have been several red flags one these hospitals didn't allow doctors to call in prescriptions it had to be in more of official documentation that Specific medicine wasn't allowed on those wards, so that should have been another red flag. They have never talked to this doctor before. He specifically chose names where that name is not recognized. And the dosage is known to be a fatal dose or near fatal. 95%, though, of those cases, the nurses were going to give the dosage. That's not to say, though that they're bad at their job they're not that's not this is this is just illustrating how powerful authority can be and how we are willing to maybe forego our better judgment ignore certain signs when we're talking to someone who we believe is in a place of power and now mm-hmm. we're not talking about malpractice. We're not talking about um, police officers. We're talking about people who were posing as psychics. I mean, I guess we don't know. They could be psychics who are just doing it for nefarious reasons. Um, so, but it just goes to show when you have someone in a place of authority, it doesn't matter what kind. We're right. just more likely to overlook and believe what they have to say. I think that's where this podcast has a lot of relevancy is, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about some of like the most intense scams that have worked or and sometimes people did time or served time for it and sometimes they got away with it. But it's, it's important to identify these scams and I'm so happy Ezra is here to talk about how you cannot fall for them. Well, I'm glad I'm here, too. What the heck? Why didn't I get an intro like that? It was like, Katie, talk about psych. All right, Ezra, bringing Ezra to the stage. My goodness, we're blessed with his presence. The Ezra Cooper Smith. Well, now I have to deliver. If if you're in the Denver area, you've seen him on the news. That's true. Local celebrity here. Ooh. Uh, No, this one hits close to home because... Well, you guys learned this recently, but I lived in a haunted, I live currently in a haunted apartment building. I want to hear that story really quick. We've got time. So so if anyone's familiar with Denver, um, I guess I won't broadcast exactly where I live, but I live near a specific (laughs) park in Denver that years and years ago, and actually this is not just a ghost story, but it's a scam story too. Um, Years and years ago, it was an old old cemetery um and this was like at, at like turn of the century like a long time ago um and eventually the cemetery fell into disrepair and denver was expanding so the city decided um hey we're just going to turn this this whole area into a park um but here's where they went wrong they hired somebody to excavate as many bodies as possible um but what they did was Basically, they paid this guy who was like a con man. Um, They paid him per coffin. So without getting too gruesome, yeah. What he ended up doing was, um, well, I'll just say he was filling as many coffins as possible um, without regard for how many bodies there were because he was being paid (gasps) often. So So they're 
So do we think he was murdering people to no, put in the car? No, no. I think it was, a, was a dismemberment situation. Yeah, it was. Oh. It was that. It was the latter. But of course, anyway. I took it there. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. He her, was. He was murdering murder people. Mysteries. I've been inside for a year. Okay. <laughs> We're also, like, we've been talking about scams, so we've been, like, our minds are trained to go to the worst possible explanation. Like, he had to, he needed to fill coffins. Okay, so he must have been murdering people. Um, How else anyway, do you fill coffins? It's fair. But, no, what he was doing was he was, he was chopping up bodies and, uh, you know, mm. putting, Oof. like, an arm in one coffin, a leg in another one. But, anyway, the city caught on. And they fired this guy, and they just, I guess, gave up on excavating the entire cemetery before turning it into a park. So, and and since then, you know, Denver has developed a lot. So the edges of what used to be the cemetery are now city blocks, including the one um, that my building is on, which is really creepy. But if you walk around my neighborhood now in October, there are these tram tours where they, they, they're like ghost tours. And you walk by and all these tourist families look at you and they're like, you poor thing. You're living among ghosts. When thinking about all the scams that we see and like the range of scam reports, I almost dropped my phone, that we get at BBB. It, you know, if, if you describe this one and you say, hey, it was somebody um, posing as a psychic it, within the range of, of scams, that we see that sounds particularly egregious or especially made up because we're dealing with claims that somebody has these supernatural powers, which of course many, many people are going to find especially skeptical or be especially skeptical of. Mm -hmm. But it really, when you get down to like the motivating behavior that makes people fall for scams, it's really not that different. No. You know, often when we think of a scam or we think of how a person would get swindled, we think of business deals. So we think of false advertising. We think of like your classic 1950s door-to-door salesman with slick back hair. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sell you these, I don't even know, the best encyclopedia from then they break. Straight Cutco knives. Oh, yeah. We have to cut that. We have to Tupperware cut, cut from uh, Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I... That's that's what we think of. And so we think of um, scams and the reason people fall for them as as being like purely business. And the reason the person falls for them is that they don't have the right business savvy. But really, a lot of the scams we see, um, I mean, in the end, often but they are after money. But the, the reason they work is that they're getting at these human tendencies. So they're exploiting, you know, they're, they're running a scheme that is very intimate and, and really exactly. deal. Exactly. Yeah. On a person to person level or, you know, the, the, the point at which the scam wins over the victim is because they win over this person's trust. Um, and so again, like to me, when I hear this, it's wacky because you're, you know, dealing with people who think they're speaking to their dead relative. And I think a lot of us hear that. Well, there's no way that that is what's really happening. So that's where the person should have realized this is a scam. But really, if you take a few steps back, to me, the scam is almost in the the connection that this person is forming with 
I guess we're calling them victims, but the person who ends up spending money and winning over their trust, taking advantage of their anxieties or their insecurities. In this case, you know, dealing with loss is probably one of the biggest stressors that any of us deal with. Um, and in that way, I don't think it differs that much from a romance scam or even a really targeted investment scam. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I think we'll be seeing with a lot of scams that we talk about where in order for it to work, it's not that people are playing off of logic because that means they would have to outsmart you, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it's easier to play on people's emotions because that oftentimes logic isn't a part of that. So right. now that's not to say it never is, uh, but oftentimes exactly like we've talked about, people are looking to take advantage of others through emotions oftentimes and appealing to that vulnerable side of ourselves when we're desperately seeking answers when we're in when we as people are in situations like that when we're acting out of desperation that's where people are particularly vulnerable to this type of behavior so just keep that in mind everybody if you are a victim of a scam please do not feel like you're the only one or this doesn't happen very often because it absolutely does working at bbb we hear about them all the time. Well, and if you need physical proof, Scam Tracker. Absolutely. B it's bbb.org backslash Scam Tracker. And if you're in the United States, it's backslash US. But if you are, and I'll put the link in the description, mm -hmm. but um, if you feel like you're alone in something or you want to look up a scam and see if you know, you're the only one that fell for it, or if there's others in your area that fell for it, you can search that and you can see mm -hmm. just how many other people are targeted for these scams. And so you just that platform alone, you know, a hundred percent you are not alone and people lose hundreds of thousands of dollars and report it to scam trackers. So if you ever need reassurance that you're not crazy or mm -hmm. that you are not the only one, then absolutely check out Scam Tracker. It's a great resource. So thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to hear more stories about the biggest scams in history, how they worked, and how to stay safe from them. Until next time.